Hello and welcome to the Hoops Dramas podcast. Today is June 14th, 2022. And uh, yeah, folks, today's episode of Hoops Dramas is brought to you by Sports Drink. It's your digital water cooler, newly created internet community, tries to find the intersection of sports and not sports, in our case, unadulterated nonsense and basketball. Uh, They're here to help us grow and to hate on your favorite team. And today we're talking about uh, two of the most hated teams that are, of course, the NBA Finals. And uh, so anyway, go go check out Sports Drink on social media. Uh, they're on Instagram and Twitter at Sports Drink without the vowels. So no R, or I'm sorry, no O or no I. Sports Drink, spelled Sports Drink without the vowels. Sports Drink. Uh, oh, yes, closed door behind you. And we don't want to let that funk out, baby. Uh, anyway, so it's... It's the year 75 of the NBA, and you have two original teams meeting each other in the NBA Finals. You have the NBA's original dynasty taking on, well, maybe the Minneapolis Lakers might have something to say with that. Depends. But let's, let's for the sake of this, we're going to say the original dynasty, all right? The greatest dynasty in NBA history, 11 rings, 13 years. We all know the history against the NBA's newest dynasty, a team that's been in the finals six of the last eight years. It's poetic. It's lived up to the hype. It's 3-2 Warriors after it looks like the Celtics were going to win in six. It's in. It's insane. And we got uh, we got Leo, we got Stefano, and we got Josh all on the pod today to talk about it. Uh, it looks like Stefano's on mute, so I'm going to hit him with a sneak attack. Stefano, how you doing? You got me. You got me, you little rascal. You sneakster. I'm doing well, man. I'm doing well. Thank you. How are you guys doing? How's the rest of y'all doing? You know I'm doing good, Adam. You know I'm doing good, as always, my man. As always. Oh, you know. You know how it is. We live in a dream over here. We in Mobile, Alabama. It's hot. It's super hot. I got a bow tie on. Watch the Stefano. Yeah, dope. Wash dishes. Yep. Living the dream, fellas. Living the dream. Leo, 100 degrees here today. Uh, where you at? Chicago. Chi-town. Uh, yeah, you ain't no. got the... You, do you, do, does Chicago have that south humidity? I mean, I've been today going a minute now. Bro. So last night, last night I walked outside, like, from a gym, and I walked out, and it felt like Miami. It was, like, just Ooh. muggy, and you could smell that, like, warm, like, kind of... I kind of loved it though, because it's rare, bro. This is how you know it's hot in um, Alabama. When you're driving down the road and you see an eight foot moccasin trying to cross the street, there's no water. So they're like, bro, that snake was huge. (laughs) Bro, and that shit will kill you. Yeah, that's why I I didn't even drive over it. And I called my cousin. I was like, hey, hey, bro, it's a big snake in the road. (laughs) (laughs) So he, uh, he ran over in his truck. So hopefully, <laughs> hopefully this on God's work. Oh my goodness. <laughs> well, uh, St. Michael, you know, St. Michael, I think he killed the snake or something like that. You know, I got oh, time to go to time to go to our new sponsor, uh, PETA, <laughs> protecting animals all across the world. Yeah. I thought it was for people who eat and torture animals. Oh, that's the, no, one I, that's the PETA I'm a part of. No, that's Peter. <laughs> the eat and torture animals. <laughs> that's different. 
Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, <laughs> that wasn't even funny. Um, <laughs> but uh, anyway, fellas, uh, I'll tell you what, though, one more weather thing. So I'm in Fargo and it's been like an Arnie all winter, but now it's like they turn the heat up. They turn the heat up. It's going to hit over a hundred this weekend. And um, all these apartments, they seem to be like built to retain heat, which makes sense. Yeah. But I walk into my bedroom last night. I walked one step inside the, the threshold. I said, Nope. And I turned around. I slept on the fucking couch boys. <laughs> all right. I'm like, I can't handle this heat. It, it, it's, right, like, it's brutal. Yeah. Anyway, uh, speaking of heat, you know, who's been getting a lot of heat is Draymond Green. Uh, hey. Now, Draymond had a real nice bounce back game last night. And uh, you know me, I always like to follow up my Twitter poll questions. Follow me at Fargo Foo, F-O-U-X. Uh, I always like to po- pose my uh, Twitter poll questions on this podcast. And so, Let's go around the table here. Is Draymond Green a Hall of Famer? If you feel there's a case to be made either way, uh, make it. Leo. He has three rings. Yeah, he's a Hall of Famer. Yeah. He has three championship rings. I mean, yeah. That's my Yeah, so does Robert Ory, bro. So does Robert Ory. I think he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame then. So anybody that has three rings or more deserves to be in the Hall of Fame? That's that's success, man. Like, oh uh, how, how many on, people? Bro. How many? How many people? Like, don't have. Like, how many people are, are not in the Hall of Fame? Of all the basketball players ever, how many of them are not in the Hall of Fame? Ron Harper, Horace Grant, let me see, Robert Rory, <laughs> Derek Fisher. Don't mess with me here. Well, well, they, yeah, I mean, Robert Horry, man, they got to get him, they gotta get him in the Hall of Fame, man. Bro, that's not enough of a condition. You got to have a little more to the argument of why. Like, I get it, he's a champion, but, like, just because he's got three, that's the, your only. John Sally, it. James Edwards. That's all you need? Well, no, that's not all you need. Stefano, what, what you think we need? Yeah. Well, I, I, I feel like uh, there's a lot of guys that have won multiple championships because they're on good teams. And they shouldn't be on the Hall of Fame. Now, I actually think Draymond should be a Hall of Famer. And my simple one-word reason is he is intangibles. Intangibles. He is like a master intangible guy. Like, when we, when we think about that word, he's a Hall of Famer of intangibles. And thus, I believe he deserves He was uh, – and obviously, he was the spine. He was the, the spine and the kind of like the, the circulation of that, of that uh, Warriors team. You know, Steph might be the heart. And Clay obviously was like, you know, but – that core, he was part of a core of, of a, I don't know, dynasty. So, yeah, he deserves it. He definitely deserves it. But I just, you know, you got to, I feel like that's why I like, not just because he's won three. Interesting. I like that we talked about snakes first and now we're talking about spinal cords. <laughs> um, <laughs> I've still got more names I can add to this list. You guys want me to keep going? No, absolutely not, Josh. Answer the question. Is he a Hall of Famer for you? Uh, Derek Fisher, Rick Fox. Um, <laughs> um, no, no, but he's going to get in because he won the race. That, that's what I was saying. Like, that, yeah. that mean, I mean, that's not what I was saying, but, but I think Josh, what, you, you're getting my point. You're getting my point. You're oh, getting yeah. my point, Josh. Is he a Hall of Fame player? Let me no. clean this up. All right, because I agree with most of you. <laughs> okay. Now, let me put all the pieces together because I think you guys are all touching on something important. Uh, Leo, hmm. yes. Absolutely. The dude's been, uh, I, I feel like 
I agree with what you said. You just didn't say enough. Yeah, that's what I, that was my point. That you was know my what point. I mean? Like, yeah. yes, he's a Hall of Famer because he won these rings, but he's a Hall of Famer because he's like the secondary playmaker and the best defensive player on a team that is historically great for, uh, you know, playmaking and defense. Obviously, we talk about the Warriors offense all the time, but like it's been one of the best defensive teams as a generation. And when you look at Draymond Green's legacy, um, you know, Reed, shout out to Reed. He, he commented on my Twitter poll yesterday. And he's like, yes, he's a Hall of Famer. He's the like best defensive player of a generation. And I said, I don't know if he's the best defensive player of the generation. You got guys like Jimmy Butler, Kawhi Leonard, Rudy Gobert. But then, yeah, Draymond Green's on the short list. And uh, then Stefano, kind of what you talked about, you, you call them the intangibles guy, right? Like uh, Josh pulled up the stats earlier. And uh, so shout out to you, buddy boy. Uh, with the, On the career, it's like nine, seven, and five. Now, he might be coming into the Hall of Fame as one of the statistically worst Hall of Famers, but he's going to come in as one of the most impactful Hall of Famers for anyone who watched this guy. You know what I mean? Because it's not just about the numbers. It's he's setting a screen. He's getting under somebody's skin. He uh, is guarding the other team's best player. He's a switchable defender. Like, I'm sure there are advanced numbers out there who that can, like, quantify how impactful he's been. But you look at what has happened to the Warriors when you take him out of the lineup during the regular season this year. You look at what happened to the Warriors when they were up 3-1. He gets suspended, and then uh, that was step one of the Warriors uh, losing in the biggest upset in NBA Finals history after a team that went 73-9 and in the regular season uh, falls after uh, you know being up three games to one. Draymond Green's fingerprints are all over the Golden State Warriors. Uh, and, and Josh, we talked about this earlier. You said not first ballot. And I agree with you. I don't think he's first ballot. You look at a guy like Ben Wallace, who like just got in. I used to say Ben Wallace was the Jethro Tall of uh, basketball. Should be in the Hall of Fame. Okay. Jethro Tall should be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Underappreciated. All right. Uh, Josh making oh, wow. a face at me. Now, now Draymond. I got Green, one for you. I got one for you. Draymond Green is third all-time in defensive box plus minus. That's interesting. Wow. There it is. Leave it to Josh to find the, the advanced stat that I alluded Second to. Is, all right, so let me give you the list. This is actually – this doesn't make any damn sense, to be fair. Top eight is Jokic, Hakeem, Tree Rollins, Ben Wallace, Mark Eaton, Nate McMillan, and then David Robinson is first. Okay. So it's kind of stupid, but it's still eh. – Wait, say that, say that list one more time. I'll give you the list. This is why it's stupid. George Johnson, Bo Outlaw. The fuck is he doing on there? Nikola Jokic. That doesn't make much sense. Hakeem, Tree Rollins, Ben Wallace, Eaton's fourth, then Draymond, Nate McMillan, and then David Robinson. Well, I mean, a lot of those are like historically amazing defenders. That's true. Like Draymond. Draymond's ninth all time in win shares for the Warriors, which is pretty impressive. Yeah, he's actually just a little bit higher than uh clay thompson is clay thompson a hall of famer yes absolutely you say yes for me absolutely first battle it's not even close and don't forget that draymond also ranks first in kicks to the nuts 
Yes. Which is all-time leader. Which is well, maybe you know, Rob. You don't score thirty-seven and a quarter and hit four, and be the NBA all-time leader in three point three pointers in a game, unless you got something going on. Yeah. Who Clay? Dude, Clay's a Hall of Famer. It's not even close. How? How? I mean, is he? Yeah. Yeah. Second best shooter of all time in my book. Second Whoa. best no. shooter of all time. No, he's not second best. No. Dude, he scored thirty. What was it? Thirty-seven and a quarter? Was it thirty? It don't matter. If I'm taking, that shooter, was incredible. I'll take Ray Allen. I'll take Listen, stop. I will take Ray Allen over Clay Thompson. Okay, I'll give you that. I'll give you Ray. Okay, so third. Give me Ray a guy who can create worst. his own shot. Clay Thompson's good, but he. Are you really going to rely on Clay Thompson to hit a step back right in your face? That pull up, that fade away in the post. Give you that to. pull up. Thir- Game six. Five. Used to. Used to. Forget yeah, about younger Clay. He's struggling out, but used I to. saw Ray Allen just what did he get 51 of the Bulls in the 09 playoffs? That dude was in his mid 30s and he was still kicking everyone's ass. How many rings Ray Allen got? Clay Thompson. <laughs> Clay Thompson's got a lot more rings. He got Steph, he Steph Curry, Kevin Durant. Stop. Exactly though. But the way the Warriors play, like Clay didn't have to be Mr. The Man on the team, you know? Yeah. That's Ray what Allen made Clay Thompson was not the man. Ray Allen was the man. That's my point. Every single team he played for, except for Boston. But th- that's Stefano's point. And Miami. Yeah, yeah. That's the point. Like, if we talk to shooters, straight shooter, I see the point of like Clay maybe better because if you want to say better player, maybe uh, okay, Ray Allen. But shooter, I can maybe say Clay because uh, because Clay didn't have to be like Clay was just. The way that the Warriors developed their offense and the way their chemistry worked out, Clay could just, you know what I mean? Like, he didn't have to be doing step back and creating. No, Steph could create, Draymond was creating, and Clay was just knocking down. Like, and then, and then he, and he had that clutch chromosome, which gives him an extra kind of like, you know, I feel like, uh, um, uh, advantage as a, as, I'll, you know. I'll, I'll, I'll take like y'all, uh, Y- y'all give the Warriors system enough credit either. No, you, I give the Warriors you put, credit. You, you put Ray Allen in the Warriors system, I think he'd do way better than Clay Thompson. Way better. I think, but you know, he didn't he didn't play in it. True. You know, right. His prime uh-huh. 23 points per game, 45% from the field, 40 from three. Two and on 2.83 per game. 2.83s made 6.9 attempted a game. Don't tell me that, don't tell me Ray Ray, who Oh, had one of the, those smooth handles, that gorgeous jumper. Don't tell me he better than Jesus Shuttlesworth. Don't. Don't give me that garbage. Well, I, if we're talking garbage. pure shooting, I'm Clay going Thompson Reagan. has probably the, – the gravity, what, what he does to stretch the defense is, like, uh, hard to uh, quantify. What the hell do you think Ray Ray is going to do? Well, let me, let, me, let me finish here. Clay Thompson on more attempts, 41, almost 42% career three-point shooting percentage. Ray Allen, I'm not sneezing at 40% from three. That's unbelievable. But what Clay's done as a defender, okay. I don't think yeah. Ray ever yeah. was yeah. the I'll defender Clay Thompson was. I'll give you that one. Uh, you know, this guy, uh, he's a three-time champion and was the – I mean, like, Ray was a very important player on – like, the Heat don't win that championship probably without him knocking down that shot. Uh, when you know against the the Spurs, and then, but Clay, man, better defender. Um, Clay and Ray are like really similar. There's Clay, Ray, and Reggie. It's evolution. It goes Reggie Miller, Ray Allen, Clay Thompson. Uh, I think Ray and Reggie are definitely like 
I'd probably put them higher all time. I think Ray Allen was more athletic. I think he has like a stronger like career resume in the sense that like the dude could create for himself more. He did have like a more impressive prime. He was the man, but he was the man on some really bad supersonics teams. And then you look at Clay Thompson and you compare these guys across the board in career, Reggie Miller, 18, a game career, Ray Allen, just under nine, uh, just under 19 to 18, nine, a game right now, Clay 19 and a half career. Do I expect that to trickle down a little bit? Yes. But do I expect him to play till 36, 37? Yeah. Because these guys can play that long. Clay Thompson is going to be a key cog in the Warriors machine for the next five to seven years. And he won't be starting anymore at some point. At some point, Jordan Poole is going to be the starter. But Clay Thompson is going to be coming in, making big shots. And it's interesting because we talk about guys like Robert Ory and we talk about guys like Derek Fisher, who were those big shot makers. Clay Thompson is that big shot maker uh, in what kind of makes him in a weird way so dangerous is the fact that he's not the guy you're most concerned about. You're most concerned about uh, Steph Curry, or maybe at a point you're more concerned about Kevin Durant, but when this dude gets hot and he goes for 60 points in 29 minutes, it becomes like his scoring becomes so impactful that you are getting other guys wide open because the other coach is having a heart attack trying to figure out how to guard Clay Thompson. <laughs> but I guess we should get into the series itself. Uh, Leo, I, I got to start with you because, you know, we did the, the preview. You said Boston in seven. Where do you stand on your uh, predictions? You, you said Boston in seven, and I believe you said, uh, who was your finals MVP? Was it Tatum? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, how do you feel um... about that? Like my my heart my heart wants the uh wants the Warriors to win like again like just because I I'm that big of a fan of stuff but I don't want this to happen but I I see Boston still in still in Game Seven in Golden State. Wow. <laughs> yeah, man. Wow. I, oh yeah, I you guys got Boston roughing Game Six. We know it's going back to Golden State. We already know this. Like we, it's I gotta, know it's, it's going happening. seven games. It's oh, going, it's going seven oh, games. Draymond's getting three fouls in the first three four fouls in the first half. Like I know what's gonna happen. And uh, Steph's gonna get two. Clay's gonna get two. I know what's gonna happen. I, I'm still waiting for that. Uh, I was talking to Jeremy Price uh, yesterday about Jason Tatum. Me and him are a huge fan of Jason Tatum just because we we see Kobe in him. Jason Tatum has yet to have that big game in a big moment. And I think game seven is going to be that moment and he's going to light them up. Nah, he's not. He's going to light them up. I, I, Jason Tatum, man, don't, don't sleep on that dude, bro. I, I, this is all, this is a prediction, but I can see he. he Kobe uh, Bryant is more like Noby Bryant. Oh, how about. Obi-Wan Kenobi. Josh, chill it, bro. Come on, bro. Don't do that. He's shooting 37% from the field in the friggin' finals. Well, yeah, because he's playing against the Golden State Warriors. Like I don't the best care. Team. I don't like, care. Once he figured him out, oh, that's a wrap. What did Steph Curry do last night? They locked him up. Steph Curry had his only bad game of the series. He's right. Exactly. So far, he's the final. He's dropping thirty-one a game. What the heck are you yeah. talking about? Well, I'm just saying. I'm just saying, like, bro, he's like, Noby Bryant. He ain't Kobe Bryant. Ooh, okay, all right. 
That's when he says, Stefano, I'm passing the speaking stick to you. <laughs> I mean, I'm kind of like, I like Tatum. I, there's a lot of stuff I like about Tatum, but I just feel like I'm kind of tired of everybody comparing him to Kobe so much. They just crown him like Kobe. It's like everybody loves this Kobe comparison. I get it. I see why. But, I mean, in the Heat series, Jalen Brown was kind of the better player. And in this finals, uh, I, Tatum had some good games, but I feel like Jalen Brown was kind of more the Kobe, if you want to be like who was the man. And in this final, so far, is like Jalen Brown has been looking like the finals MVP if Boston were to win it. So, I mean, I you want to crown him, crown him. been much better. I'm going to have to pray for y'all, man. Tatum <laughs> uh, is nice, but he's not. He's not like what? he's not having a great series, bro. Like he's, just he's not, not, he's not, not having a good he, series at all. But yeah, he's <laughs> going against like the best defense he's seen all year, every single night. The same care. defense. I don't care. Figure and it out. Step, step, and, he, and I'm saying he will. And when he does, is the, the game is going to be that much easier for him. He might drop fifty. He might drop fifty. <laughs> no, not fifty. Forty. This day, the 40. best performance I've ever seen is still Giannis dropping 50 to close out a game. I, I don't know if we'll ever see that again. That's about as good. That's probably the second best closeout game I've ever seen since 98. Uh, you can throw Giannis that last year? Yeah, Giannis last year might be the best closeout game performance I've ever seen since Michael. I'm going to go all time. That might be the best all time. Best, one I've, best one I've seen. That's the best I've seen. Yeah. I mean, next to Michael, that's the best I've seen. Ste- Stefano, uh, so what's your prediction then? Uh, Finals MVP and in, uh, in who wins? How many games? Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it to Golden State. Uh, I think experience pulls it out. I think even though, um, yeah, in seven, I think Boston wins his next game. I think they have like I feel like they're gonna give everything they got. They got one more big fight left, but then they're not gonna have enough in the tank for Game Seven. I mean, bro, they. They fought, and they've been going through injuries. They went seven games against the Bucks. They went seven games against the Heat. Like, I respect the shit out of this team. Like, and I feel like it's been their time. But I am I feel like experience and a little bit of fatigue is just – they just – they don't have enough. Like, they don't have two games in a row to really, like, beat Golden State. I think Golden State's finding their confidence now. And so I'm saying Golden State in seven and finals MVP. Um, shit, I guess Steph – I'm gonna go with Steph. Maybe if it's maybe not Steph Curry. The hell are they doing? Right, unless Josh, unless Wiggins like Steph. <laughs> unless Wiggins does something crazy in his next two games because he's had a great game last game. So, but yeah, yeah bro, Wiggins been a beast on the boards too. He has. They to. need. They need that exactly. Yeah, he, he has, has to. to. He did, that, that was a nigga. Really hey, defender. I need you crashing. I need everybody crashing. We look. We, we small down there. Everybody to the boards except yep. you, Steph. Can you can't get hurt. Steph is averaging six rebounds in this series. Yeah. He, he, well, he, he, I feel like he, he that's on par with what he always does. He's can a we, really can, good we, can we also address this? Is it just me or is Steph literally looked 20 pounds heavier like from the last six years? He's got to be at least 20 pounds heavier. It's called age, yeah. man. No, I'm talking that like he's bulked strong. up. <laughs> like he's stronger. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. He definitely bulked up. Yeah. Bro, he's huge. And he, he is a problem defensively now. Like he can go – I mean – when he's guarding guys, he's giving them issues on screens because he's so big. I mean, I've seen Marcus Smart bumping off, bump him off a bunch of times for crazy layups, but That's but true. I mean, I re- but he moves his feet well. Steph moves his feet well, and the extra weight has definitely been 1. helping him. One point eight steals a game, baby. That's impressive. Wiggins in the finals, um, averaging 
9.4 rebounds. The last two games, though, absolutely monstrous impact. He was a plus 20 in game four, a plus 12 in game five. In game four, 17.16 boards. And then last night, 26 points, 13 boards. Now, he's not hitting his threes. He's only shooting 25% from three. But honestly, what I love about the Wiggins pickup is you see it's like a weird, like, happy medium, if you will, between what they had in Harrison Barnes and what you had in Kevin Durant. All the good, all the bad, everything, right? Because he's not as good as Kevin Durant, but he's much better than Harrison Barnes. And like Kevin Durant, he became a much better defender under the tutelage of the grand uh, genius of Steve Kerr. Okay. Steve Kerr unlocked this guy uh, and he gave him the green light too. I feel like he really tapped into turning into a better player and he's a dude, you don't want him being the best player on your team, but the fact that he can be the third option, maybe the fourth option on offense and like the third to fifth best player on the Warriors is perfect for Wiggins. And when he was coming out of Kansas, I looked at this dude and I'm like, I see this guy as being a defensive Tracy McGrady. He's not going to be the offensive player T-Mac was, but he's going to be athletic in where T-Mac used a lot of that length and size on offense. I saw Wiggins turning into a player who is going to use a lot of that on defense. And now, I, after thinking it wasn't going to happen, we're seeing in the finals the kind of player I thought Andrew Wiggins was going to be coming out in, into the draft. And, you know, like, I don't think he's going to pull an Andre Iguodala and take finals MVP from Steph Curry under his feet. I don't think that's going to happen, but I look at this Warriors team and he's had the next best series for me. I'm sticking with my guns. I'm going Warriors in seven. I'm sticking with uh, Steph as MVP though, because you look at what Steph Curry's done. He didn't have a great game last night, but I got to pull up his numbers. He's been absolutely lights out. And when the Warriors have like needed a bucket, he is the man to provide said bucket. No, no, that, that, no, that is Andrew Wiggins. Steph Curry does his thing. When they need a bucket, they go to Clay Thompson. And when they, can, when they can get that bucket there, they go to Andrew Wiggins. Wiggins has been the one hitting the time to buckets. I, I mean, I, I've kind of seen Steph like, I mean, he's been getting his. I mean, he got 34, 29, 31, and 43. Like, let's not be a victim of recency bias. He went 0 for 9 from 3 last night, but he's still shooting 42% of the series what? after an 0 it, for 9 game. And, and, and I guess it's just kind of like what he said. Like, it's like he, he still feels like the Warriors can play a little better. Yeah. Like, I, I like, I, I like, but, but, because when I see Steph, like, uh, he's, He's like really, he's playing really well, but at the same time, I just don't see him comfortable. And he he's missing open shots. I mean, uh, he, there's a certain shots that you, I see Steph normally make. He not make them. You're like, oh, we needed that one. But that bucket that they needed to to like put the fire out, and and I'm talking about the Celtics coming at him. That's been that's been Andrew Wiggins, man. <clears throat> about last been, night. It, or the all, whole all series. series, all series. That's all. I mean, series. did you he's see? That, neutralizer. Did you see Game Four when they Boston was in control and Steph got caught fire? Those are buckets they needed. Like if Steph yeah. didn't start hitting those freaking threes and he got high and he was doing his Steph Curry thing, 
But I mean, there's they, pivotal moments in the game. It's like there's pivotal moments when, that, when you can see the game about to shift. I mean, Steph, that game for Steph put the, put the team in his back. Everybody Steph put, it a, Steph put the game yeah. away. Yeah, it, he well, I mean, and he did it pretty much. He in order for him to win a championship, he's going he's going to have to do that. I put it that way. For, but he doesn't, bro. But he doesn't. What you talking about? You said for them to win the series, Steph's gonna have to do that. Put them on his back. He go, no, he's gonna have to have like a like a big game, like a like a, like a forty point game. Another I mean, forty game. Uh, uh, he game had five, three in game four. Yeah, that's what it's gonna take, man. But I'm saying like he no, Steph's gonna get his shots. He's gonna get his shots. He's gonna he he has a certain number of shots he's gonna take. But when he's struggling. And miss that system. Andrew Wiggins has been the one they've gone to to get that bucket they need. Let's get right, now. We're back into it. Like we, we're struggling. We can't. They see so Kirk call timeout, run us out of bounds, play for Andrew Wiggins. Now they they get a bucket to go in. Now they're back into their flow. We saw we saw the ball go through the hoop. We're if good he, now. If the if the NBA championships on the line, and. Steve Kerr draws up the play for Andrew Wiggins instead of Steph Curry. Leo, I will send you flowers. I'm not. I'm not talking about that. That that is your best player takes the last shot. I'm talking about the buckets, the timely buckets, man. The ones that change the game within the game. I, I feel you. I, I think. I think he had all sorts of timely buckets in Game Four. I think Steph. I'm talking about. I'm talking about Andrew Wiggins. Steph. Steph Curry's Game Four. That was that was Steph Curry Game Four. That's what well, Steph Curry does. Like Steph Curry had a had a down game last night. He, that's his. He got his bad game out of the way. That's how shooters shoot. You know, sometimes like Ben Gordon would go nine for nine. Sometimes he go zero for nine. But I think Steph. Shout out Ben. What'd you say? Shout out Ben Gordon. Still yeah, remember right? that game? Forty eight versus Milwaukee. Fifty two for Michael Red. Still remember that game? This guy's just got numbers written up his arms, all his arms. No, all I just remember that because it was pouring rain and I statistics. couldn't watch the fucking game and I had to go get it on the radio and I could barely get a radio signal. I remember that very well. You remember all of that. Wow. I know the score too. And you, the weather. What did you wear? I don't even remember. How would I know? What <laughs> color underwear were you wearing? I don't know. None. The Fruit of the Looms, 1998, throwback, pinstripe. Uh, yeah, man. I, I think <laughs> Steph is going to continue to do what he does. Um, and what's impressive is if this was the regular season, he wouldn't be playing right now because he's playing hurt. You know, he came back after getting Al Horford sitting on his ankle. He comes back and he's like, I'm how about 43. How do you like the, he's like, I enjoy the taste of the blood of my energy. Mr. Horford, stick this in your pipe and smoke it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you're going to sit on my ankle. Guess what, buddy? You're going to be sitting on hot coals because I'm about to light your ass up. And so that's pretty much what he did. And that's, so how you, that's how you talk on the court, Adam. That's how you talk. That's how you talk on the court. I don't talk on the court, Leo. Okay, you know cool. this. No, this <laughs> is Adam. Listen here, you scallywag. <laughs> scallywag. We got about we got about six minutes. He mixes in Larry Bird, but he uses like scallywag and oh, you hooligan! That was a charge. Yeah, pretty much. You got my vocabulary <laughs> down. Um, but yeah, you know, I I do think they hang on. What do you guys think uh, quickly? Because we are running out of time. We got about six minutes before it's uh, time for what's next. Um, keys for either team. What are you looking for 
going into the rest of this series. We'll go a reverse order now. Uh, Josh, start with you. Uh, Boston, don't be stupid. Don't commit the same mistakes. I mean, they've been making so many mistakes. I mean, they are the one of those teams that I know when they lose, it's not because half the time, seventy to me, half the time, it's 50%. It's almost 60-40. 60% them being stupid and 40% the other team because they make so many boneheaded mistakes themselves. So they can cut those down. I think they'll win. For Golden State, it's Steph. You live and die by that man, plain and simple. You're going to win the next – if you're going to win one of these next two games, I agree, it's got to be Steph that gets it done. It could be somebody else, but it's got to be Steph. You got to your, – your best guy has got to do it. I think it's either going to be him or Wiggins. That's who's going to have to take over the game in order to win. Stefano. Um, for Boston, for Boston, they uh, turnovers, big thing. That's been their, their, their issue all series. Um, turnovers, and they got to not fall into the trap of kind of just doing like Tatum, Brown, like too much ISO. Their offense is a lot of times them kind of playmaking, you know, um, and just, you know, driving and dishing or whatever. But, you know, Boston's been a very rhythm team, you know, and they got to hit their threes like, when those when they're hitting their threes, they're playing well, but they need the role players, man. Like they're they need terrible. Horford, yeah, they need Williams to really show up, and like the other little Williams, like they need their guy, like Derek White. Um, they need their guys to show up, man. Um, so yeah, uh, turnovers limit those turnovers. Though Jalen Brown had some bad turnovers at the end that hurt them. Um, uh, so yeah, and for Golden State, uh, man, just like. They got weapons. That's what makes them so good. They have money, offensive weapons, and they got to just – they got to rebound. I'm going to go with rebound because they have so many weapons that you can kind of stop Steph, but Steph is so high IQ that he knows the right place to make and somebody else will step up. So, obviously, in the finals, man, people got to step up. You know what I mean? People got to step up. If, but for them, rebounding. Rebounding. Okay. Your bench and another key. Your bench can't go for two for 11. Your bench can't go two for 11. Again True. Austin. For sure. You cannot go two for 11. That's ridiculous. Right. Leo. Uh, both teams, man. Execution. I mean, it, and it's kind of what, what all y'all have already said. Uh, it's, it's what team is going to stay true to their identity and, and just execute, play their style of basketball. And when it doesn't go their way, stay disciplined and trust the system that – just the system that got them to where they are. Okay. Uh, I'm going to tell you what the leader in plus minus for both teams. It's Kevon Looney and Robert Williams. That's the battle. Uh, I'll have, I'll be keeping an eye out. That's not the deciding factor, but that is going to push the decision. Who is winning that on the glass? Who is winning the dirty work? This series has been scrappy. This series has been uh, like a heavyweight fight that's going to go to the distance, right? And at the end, it's going to come down to the body shots. It's going to come down to endurance, and it's going to come down to heart. And when you quantify, uh, let me ask a quick question. Siri, what is 48 times 7? <laughs> 336. 
when you quantify these 336 minutes and you factor in some mon- some minutes for overtime, maybe we're looking at uh, 341, maybe we're looking at 356 total minutes. That's when who did the dirty work? Because both these teams can shoot. Both these teams can defend. Both these teams have a guy who can take over the game, whether it's Steph going for 50 or Jason Tatum going for 50, yet to be written. And both teams have guys who are secondary scorers. Both teams have their lockup defensive irritants, whether it's like Derek White, Draymond Green, uh, Marcus Smart. Like, they're going to continue to, I think, have tighter games. And that was fun because at the beginning, the series was just kind of blowout after blowout. It started even out. It's going to come down to heart. I'm keeping a close eye on Kevon Looney. I'm keeping a close eye on Andrew Wiggins because he needs to continue to be the second best rebounder on that team. That's been an X factor. It continues. It lets them be be fast without losing a step on the glass. Um, I'm sticking with my Warriors in seven. I think that Steph Curry uh, took it pretty personally that people have kind of dogged him unfairly, in my opinion, about like not showing up in the finals. That's insane. The guy's got so many rings i think this is his this is a legacy defining series for steph curry all now he is going to win and he is going to win without uh the pomp and circumstances the previous titles this is like the old rocky movie where they're like can he knock off this russian yes it's gonna have a happy ending uh anyway i love it it. pumped pumped all the time we got left fellas Uh, Thank you guys so much for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please give us a friendly rating uh, on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. We love you. We'll talk to you next time.